0: Hello friends and happy new year. Welcome to Josiah Venture Stories. Gwen Gardner here and for the month of January, we will be sharing the main talks from our last fall conference. Thank you for joining us for this teaching podcast. Generations change, they're always in motion. Often we are tracking the change, but sometimes change comes abruptly, like an explosion. There have been three major explosions over the last few years, the social media explosion, the COVID explosion, and the family explosion. how should we respond? We need to be giving young people the teachings of Jesus, the gospel, but we also need to bring them the healing of Jesus. Our annual 2023 Fall Conference theme was Lifeline, First Responders in the Anxious Generation. We brought in Dr. David Van Dyke, a marriage and family therapist and professor at Wheaton College to speak and train us all in what it looks like to be like Jesus for people in need. Our goal was to equip youth leaders across the region with practical tools to respond to the ever-increasing mental health issues among the youth in their ministries. Thank you for listening, and please continue to pray that we will be first responders for the anxious generation who are fully present, ask good questions, listen well, and point them to the love of Christ.
1: Today, we're going to talk about uh, kingdom resources, and then we're going to get into fun things like depression, anxiety, and self-harm, right? We can't wait. Woo! Yeah. All right, my friends. Uh, we covered a lot of things, and actually, Monday night, we started with talking about an anxious generation, that the data is there that we're anxious. Uh, the teenagers are especially, but all of us are living in a heightened, and anxiety is this heightened state of uh, perceived threat that we have going on physiologically and neurologically. Uh, so we're, we're in living in an anxious context. We're living in an anxious generation. We're working, maybe we're feeling that way. We need a savior and that's what we've been focusing on. We need a savior and we need the hands and presence of a healer that we have in Jesus to be able to enter in to this anxious space in our hearts and between us and within the youth and the teammates we work with. So we talked about that. We talked about going on a hike that you are leading in evangelism and in outreach and in discipleship. You're leading people, your team, your youth on a path, on a trail. And when you're on that trail, emergencies happen, accidents happen. People are struggling. We're seeing it more and more. You need a set of skills, and these skills are first responder skills. Do you remember what the first one was? Ministry of presence. Check mark. You get a good. That's a good one. Uh, second one. Listening. Third one. Questioning. So you have ministry, ministry of presence, listening, and questioning. These are the things that are in your in your. Backpack for crisis moments. We're going to add one more to this morning, uh, ministry, or, uh, kingdom resources, and then we're going to practice. So to highlight last night, what was all of that talk about? I have three points that if you want to jot down to make sense of what happened last night, uh, get, your, get your journals out. And here are the main points about theology of suffering. Good things are of God and his outrageous love. So the first point is good things that happen in our life are of God and are about and from his outrageous love. Because that idea of why do bad things happen to good people is problematic. It's why do good things happen at all if we understand our brokenness, our fallenness, our sinfulness in light of our tremendous, awesome, holy God. Then it's like, yeah, I understand why bad things happen. I don't understand why good things happen. Good things happen out of a generosity and loving and giving and merciful God. So we have these good things and that's not the norm, that's a gift. Can we get excited about that rather than focusing on why do bad things happen? I was wanting to have good things happen. Does that make sense? So that's the first point. Good things are of God and his outrageous love. The second one is we need to have perspective. Remember, I talked about my little toe. That was the perspective part. We need to have perspective. Enjoy the goodness that is there even in the suffering. So rather, the perspective is, I have this suffering, but in that suffering, there's potential goodness. I think of suffering as the shadow of love. As the sun shines on us in love, the shadow that's there, the potential for suffering always exists when we're in love. And then the last point so good things are of God. We need perspective that suffering and love are connected and that we have a God who loves and understands the suffering that we're in. So that's a recap. Now on to more fun. So we're going to uh, we're gonna talk about kingdom resources and it's prayer, right? We do that all the time. You know how to do prayer. We're going to talk about the skill of prayer in terms of a breath prayer, Uh, So we have prayer, we have meditation. Now, I think in this part of the world, meditation comes weighted with kind of Eastern philosophy and Buddhism. This is not the meditation we're talking about. This is not the meditation that we necessarily see in counseling. This is the meditation where I'm called by God to sit and meditate on his word, listening to his word, thinking and deeply pondering his word day and night, right? This kind of meditation that it's on the forefront of my mind that I'm going to sit and take a piece of scripture. And the the piece of scripture that I would like us to meditate on, uh, and maybe even in your devotions uh, this week, to really spend some time, and it's First Peter 5. Uh, so Peter is writing about suffering. Um, he's an elder. Well, I'll just read it to you. Now, Peter says, as an elder myself, I witness the sufferings of Christ, as well as one who shares in the glory to be revealed. I exhort the other leaders among you to tend the flock of God, that is your charge, exercising the oversight, yes, not under compulsion, but willingly, entering in by choice as God would have you do it, not, uh, not for sordid gain, but eagerly doing it. Don't lord it over your charges, but be examples to the flock. So it's not, just, Peter's saying here, not just to exert authority and tell, but it's about demonstrating whatever you're, whatever you're preaching about, whatever you're speaking about, that it should be lived out. The process, the lived out experience should match the words. And Peter is challenging even probably more so, how you live should be the message. And the words are explaining what that is. And when the chief, chef, when the chief shepherd appears, you will win the crown of glory that never fades away. In the same way, you who are younger must accept the authority of the elders, clothe yourselves with humility, all of you. So he says, and all of you must clothe. Leaders, young, must clothe yourself in humility in the dealings with one another. Humble yourself. So in suffering, we're about responding, kind of a biblical model, we're responding uh, in an example and we're taking a position of humility of realizing all things that we have that are good are from God. And thus we enter in, in a humble stance. So we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God so that he may exalt us in due time. And this is the part that I'd like to focus on in the anxious generation. Cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. This is what I'd like us to meditate on. Cast all your anxieties on him for he cares for you. Think about that. Can you picture that? So let's take a moment, uh, put your notes down, pens down, close your eyes, if you would, with me. Cast your anxieties on me, and says the Lord, and I will take care of you. Can you see that? Picture yourself. What do your anxieties look like? When you picture your anxieties, what does that look like? Can you see a picture of them, a metaphor of them? Take a look at those anxieties. Now we take those and we put them down at the feet of Jesus. And he embraces us. Cast your anxieties on me and I will take care of you, says the Lord. Picture your anxieties. Placing them at Jesus' feet and him embracing you, saying, I am with you, and I will hold these with you. Take a deep breath in, and open your eyes, and rejoin me in the room. What do you notice in your body? What do you notice in your heart? Put your hand, I invite you to, not command, I invite you, put your hand here. What do you notice as you breathe in? This is some meditation. This is meditating on the word of God, and it has physiological response as we actually cast our cares, cast our anxieties on him. He holds them. And I notice my body's a little bit more relaxed. My heart rate is slower. This is an important kingdom resource. Another one that you all do well is worship. Worship independently, worshiping together. As we enter in with our youth, uh, that can be a way of kind of removing myself from the bondage of the anxiety, depression, even for a moment, because I enter in with. I enter in with God and with you in a place of gladness, in a place of joy, in a place of hope. And then lastly, God's Word. There is a, a, a discipline, Latio Divina. You take some silence, relax, and kind of invite, as we're doing, having a minute of silence to really focus on who God is. And then next, we have a, a minute of listening for Him to speak to us. We've been practicing the first part of this every time we worship together. And then you select a passage, read the section. And then before each of these uh, other activities, you read that passage. And then the first time reflect, how is my life touched by this? How might it be putting myself in the story? You notice this tends, I tend to do this uh, as a practice. And so when I read scripture, I have a hard time not inserting myself in of like hearing what Peter is saying, and he's saying it to me, or hearing what Jesus is saying, and he's saying it to me. So the first go through, we reflect, what is being, uh, what is being said? How is, it touched, how is my life touched by this? What does it look like if I put myself in the story? I want to connect it to my life. Then I read through the passage again. What is my word back to God? How am I having a conversation? I'm listening to God's word. Now I want to have a conversation with him. I want to speak back to him. How's my response to what I'm reading? And then resting, reading through the passage again and and sitting in silence. What else is going to be said? Resting in God's presence and his word. This is another way that we have these spiritual disciplines. We have these kingdom resources that map on really well with what is needed when we're dealing with anxiety. It's slowing our heart rate down, relaxing our body, being present, emotionally, mentally, physically, in the moment, noticing my seat, noticing my backside, noticing my posture, shoulders forward, shoulders back. As I start to notice, I become present in the moment, and then I enter into the presence of God, and we're present there together, fully embodied, so these are some of the resources that we have, that we have from the church, that we have from the historical church, for starting with Jesus. That's a resource in our pack to deal with an anxious generation. In combination with the relational resources that I gave you, there's a reintegration. There's a wholeness. It's not just how I think and someone's present with me. It's not just being able to be heard or being able to think but it's also then the spiritual side of it too all four of those coming together are an amazing amazing skill set in times of crisis amazing skill set in those 5 minutes that you have with a youth that's saying I'm struggling and you can follow up of like can we talk later like I know it's a really quick time can we you know can you come come next week or come tomorrow 10 minutes early, 15 minutes early, and we can have a a bigger conversation and I can use more skills. But maybe maybe it's a crisis enough that we need to say, you know what, let's let's spend a little more time. So we have all of these things as resources. My fear always has been um, if I pause, if I slow down, kind of like a shark. My wife and I think of ourselves as sharks. If you slow down, you die. Like, you need to keep moving or else you'll die. Um, And that's a lie from the pit of hell. Uh, Because that moving is an escape from us to sitting, slowing down and looking at our hearts and being with each other. It's easier to stay busy and say, I'm fine. Look at all I can do. Rather than slowing down going, oh, I can do all these things and I'm not feeling fine. And both of the, I can hold both of those things. One of the things I heard from someone at meal times, I'm not just listening on, on your meals, but if you're speaking English, I may overhear it. Uh, and one of the things, one of the things I heard was, it's interesting. We're starting to see you can hold two things at the same time. We can hold gladness, great, and suffering. Like Rob talked about in the worship of we're singing to our great and awesome God and we're struggling. And the two don't have to be, I have to be one or the other. I can hold both of those at the same time. I can be okay and not okay uh, at the same time. And it's a weird thought. And yet the more that I hear you talking, the more that I've done this profession, that's a healthy place where we can hold multiple conflicting things the joy that we have in Jesus and the suffering that we enter in with him, that we can hold both of these things and we don't have to like figure it out and have it be one thing. And I think if that's the only thing we take away, that can be really helpful. And so thank you for sharing at your dinner tables. It's affected me. Um, I'm different because I've been here with you, maybe for good, maybe. mm, uh, We'll see when I get home how... You have affected me, what my community says, because I'm like, this is what JV did to my heart. Uh, And uh, I feel loved, valued, and appreciated.
0: Thank you for listening to Josiah Venture Stories. For more information about who we are and our vision and mission, visit us at josiahventure.com and follow us on social media. If you have any questions about this episode or like to get in touch with our guest, please email social at josiahventure.com. To help more people hear about this podcast, please leave us an honest written review or share this episode on your social media. Thank you, friends, and have a blessed day.